0: Hi, everyone. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host meaningful conversations exploring all topics of the human experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hi, Doris. Hi. Como estas? How are you feeling in this moment?
1: I'm great today. It's a beautiful Friday. The sun was shining down on my skin earlier. It's one of those days that just just feels good yeah I'm happy
0: to be here with you. I'm happy to be here with you, and I do want to express that you have genuinely always been someone in my eyes that really moves really intentionally with everything that you do, and I've always admired that about you and I am just excited to see what all you pivot into, everything that you create, and even if you do pivot into something new at any time in your life, I feel like there's this common thread of your intention, and I just love that about you, and I'm so honored to have this conversation, but also to experience you and hold space with you, so I just wanted to express that before we get into it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Am I already starting with gratitude? Let's go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to invite you to share with us what it is that you wrote down. The stage is yours.
1: Thank you. So I wrote a laundry list of things and um, I I left some space in here as well to continue writing as this conversation goes. I think it's just going to, be a continuous reminder of what I'm grateful for. So I am grateful for the breath in my lungs today, the glimpses of human interaction I can get, the art that surrounds me, my sweet puppy Luna napping on the living room rug as I write this, new chapters unfolding before my very eyes, old chapters closing in divine timing, the ability to tap into my number one day one love again, singing and writing, My beautiful parents and strong brothers who have always encouraged my creativity. Abundance and affirmations, intentional and serendipitous and beyond. My home and perfect timing for growth and stability in the midst of turmoil. Musicians that know my heart and emote from similar spaces and places. The opportunity to share my voice and ideas with the world in order to spark change. I'm grateful for my love for love. USC's Civic Media Fellowship changing the course of my life. Mm -hmm. The amazing souls I get to work and collaborate with. The hard-learned lessons that taught me more than I could have ever anticipated. And the sweetness that catches me on good and not so good days.
0: Mm, I love that. (laughs) That's so beautifully written. I love that. I do feel... And we've discussed this before together, but it really does feel like we are in the midst of a very pivotal time in both our personal and collective lives. Mm -hmm. And I just love how you expressed chapters ending in divine timing and these new beginnings that you are seeing unfold in front of your eyes. If you feel comfortable sharing, what are some of the chapters that are closing in your life?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is probably the thing I'm most grateful for, to be honest. It's, it's sandwiched in there, but it definitely um, is just the most telling of where I am currently in my life, where, you know, for the last six years, or so of my life, I have dedicated my world to artist management and, you know, writing very closely uh, with artists and working hand in hand with them to help them amplify their art and their career. And so in the midst of the pandemic, it was, you know, it was door closing one after the another. And it just you know, all signs pointed to just one day where it just made sense that it was time for a pivot, um, and I felt it for for quite some time. You know, management started feeling like um, a shoe that didn't fit mm-hmm. anymore, and that I was just really trying to like rock these pairs of shoes still because they were still fly and like you know, and they were and they were mm. still you know still like looked good on the outside or whatever, but it just didn't feel good anymore. It hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> to walk in those shoes. And so, um, it yeah, it was, it was time. So that is probably, you know, the biggest chapter of my life that is closed because, you know, a lot of us in this industry, I think, fall into this vortex of, you know, aligning so much of your identity with the work that you do mm-hmm. and not who you are um, as not just a human being, but like, you know, as a spirit, like, who who are we, you know? And and Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, that, you know, that chapter was beautiful and, and, and brought me around the world and allowed me to create new worlds and, uh, showed me, uh, what I was capable of, uh, you know, beyond even what I thought my, you know, reality could, could really be. So, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest one right there. And so I'm in the midst of, of pivot territory. And it's, I'm on the upswing now, which feels great, because I I did a lot of grieving, a lot of necessary mourning Mm -hmm. um, for that. It felt like, you know, I was married to the game Mm -hmm. for a long time. And um, now it feels like I am coming to terms with that, like, I guess divorce per se, and mm. feeling damn good about it. That um, I know I'm I'm feeling free, and yeah. excited about like what what this next chapter has in store.
0: Yeah, I love that you brought up that it is a process when you pivot, and even if it's planned or isn't planned grief is probably going to take place, especially if your identity is wrapped around what it is that you are stepping away from. Yeah. And how has that grief been for you? Um, Like, what did it look like in the sense of you feeling like you're losing
1: a part of your identity? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, it definitely felt like I was just married married to the game and that, that was my number one priority and commitment. Unfortunately, I, I didn't have myself <laughs> as my number one priority and commitment. And so in that grievance, um, you know, I am the kind of person that really has a lot of, like, delayed reactions to yeah. things where I like to put up a front. You know, I, I'm, I'm still i'm I'm working through that, you know, and think allowing myself to feel like the moment that I feel the feels, you know, where before I felt like I had to be um, you know, this like strong face and just keep keep it pushing, get you know, keep the show moving, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the the grind doesn't stop, et cetera, all this like toxic productivity type of language, you know, that is yeah. like the rest on us as, you know, as, a, as a businesswoman, as, as a business owner, um, as a leader for my team, I felt like, you know, I had to be like, okay, with, you know, certain things falling out of place and just be like, it's fine. Everything happens for a reason, which I'm a firm believer that, you know, things fall out of place for other things to fall into place and the, t- the timing of it all. But, um, yeah, the beginning of the grievance period was avoidance. It was, um, mm. was, not just avoidance, but denial—like mm-hmm. <laughs> hardcore denial. I'm just like, oh no, that's fine. Like it's, fine. You know, <laughs> it's good. Like it's, I'll be fine. Like God's got me, and mm-hmm. and you know, I really try to stay positive like that. But you know, there's a, you know, c- when you kind of straddle the line of like toxic positivity, um, mm-hmm. and I, I was there <laughs> until yeah. you know it all came crashing down. You know, I was talking about this with a friend last night where I think sometimes when you're not you're a very loyal person you kind of really need to hit some sort of rock bottom to mm. really like, strip you away from the things that you just were just clutching so tight mm. too, even if it wasn't good for you mm. anymore and so I went through that process as well of just like okay I'm not letting go of these things so these things are letting go of me right um, or like a combination of the two you know um, right and so last summer um, you know, I've been quite open about this, but I hit like a real low um, with my mental health. And I, you know, I haven't been in that kind of a space in God knows how long, you know, like I, I was suffering in silence for a long time and felt like I needed to put up a front in order to, you know, not, you know, alarm my colleagues or my clients or uh, my partners, my friends, et cetera. I'm the strong one, you know, like I'm the one who, um, you know, quote unquote has her shit together or like um, needs to have it together for everyone. And uh, I put up a front for a long time. And I think like after, you know, like the big, you know, the big break up of like my professional career happened, um, it all came tumbling from there. And I just was left on, you know, the floor of my room, like really fragile
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not knowing what to do and, you know, thankful for, you know, my beautiful, you know, friends and chosen family and, and my, you know, my family, my blood relatives around me that um, really helped me pick up the pieces. And, um, and I had a lot of healers in my life as well in that time too, but I really had to take a step away from, from everything. I really thought that I could continue doing the work, um, but in a different capacity or just like reconfiguring the team, et cetera. But it was just very clear. It wasn't,
0: Mm -hmm. it wasn't
1: for me anymore. So I took like a huge leave of absence over the summer and deactivated from Instagram for a few months. Like went to go live with my brother in Guayas, Tijuana. Um, Spent almost every single day at the beach. (laughs) Like um, did an amazing uh, six week meditation program called Reset with this um, amazing a breathwork coach and intuitive guide on Lilia um, that really like allowed me to do a lot of root work. But, um, you know, I was very fortunate to be um, already on a path of healing and, and arming myself with the right tools and my toolkit to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you're grieving, sometimes like all of that is very cloudy. You don't know how to like reach for those tools right. um, until it's like, you know, almost too late, but um, right. thankfully it wasn't too late. And so um, I was surrounded by a lot of support, thankfully, and um, it was allowed the space to grieve.
0: It looked different, but I feel like I can very much relate to that restructuring of your life and your beliefs and being shaken up and being woken up, you know, from in a sense, being asleep and not being aware of it or being aware of it and kind of just setting it aside. Now, when I look back and I'm moving forward with this like kind of new perspective, I see how everything that I went through last year, I now have the tools to properly move forward in a way that is intentional, in a way that is healthy how are you going to be moving forward? Like, what are the things that you've learned from your experience of hitting this bottom in a sense?
1: I learned that you absolutely need to release whatever you're clutching so tightly to, to make space to grab for, grab what's there for you. You know, Mm -hmm. I think like that's been a reoccurring theme in my life and, you know, that summer in Tijuana, you know, really changed the course of, of my, of not just my career, but like my, just my path, my, uh, what my, what my spirit needed and, um, you know, with, with that summer, it really taught me that moving forward in any direction that I go, it needs to come with a healthier approach where, like, I have my non-negotiables, I have my priorities, I have my boundaries in order mm-hmm. to implement the healthiest version of Doris possible mm-hmm. and that everyone deserves healthy healthy Doris. Yeah, I deserve healthy Doris uh-huh. um, in order to be as um, effective as possible, you know? Like, I think um, I was very fortunate that um divine timing played in the course of of this um of this experience like I I went down to Ensenada for for a few days when I was down in in Tijuana and I I visited this um this space called La Bufadora which is only four of them in the world and it's like these blowholes in the ocean and it's supposed to have these like I didn't even know about it when I was going down there. I just knew it was like a, a place to see. And mm-hmm. I needed that drive down there. And um, but apparently like this, this water, this this like when the when the water hits you from this blowhole, it's, it's supposed to have like these like magical, like mystical properties to help like recalibrate you. And that people travel all over the world to visit these four different bufadoras in the world. Wow. Um, yeah, to to essentially like be recalibrated and, and um, to cleanse, and I was like, what? Like this little. Oaxacan man told me this as like he was like making me like a bracelet, you know, and I was mm. so intrigued on about this. And I kid you not, like this was in June, so you know, it was mad June gloom on the coast. And out of nowhere, the sun emerged. <laughs> and minutes later, I received an email from the folks at USC that I had been offered a fellowship. Mm-hmm. and this was like a week after I hit my rock bottom like rock 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 bottom and um I just knew that that was yeah that was divine timing that um mm-hmm. it was it was meant to be that way and you know through that fellowship it there's has been this series within it um called the self-care sessions and i really thought i was like oh cute it's gonna be like breathing and like meditation and like we're gonna have like a break from just talking and stuff but no it was a whole series like focused on like the you know the actions um that need to be taken to take care of yourself and the first um that first session was called the pivot and the first slide um said how, how pivots in your career sustain your wellness and i was like oh my god like <laughs> like this is exactly what i needed but i was afraid you know to really take that leap um because you know it wasn't as if like i was working for a company that i can just quit mm-hmm. um and you know put in my two weeks and just go job hunting and find the next like i felt like a different sense of pressure is you know being a business owner and having partners having clients having colleagues that that really um you know, that we've built something together and, you know, how how am I all of a sudden going to uproot that? But I had to. Um, And so now moving forward into this new chapter, like implementing all of the healing that I've done through therapy, through meditation, through, through training, uh, through nourishing myself in a different way, through sleeping, through resting, (laughs) the power of rest, um, and implementing everything that I, you know, been able to learn along the way in my my new chapter with academia as well one semester down um i think this this chapter is looking very bright and you know it's allowed me to reconnect with yeah like how i wrote down in in the gratitude it allowed me to reconnect with like my day one love which was singing like i could i started singing and talking at the same time and when in, in the church granted but you know how a lot of us kids are raised and um but you know, writing and and singing or really like my, my, I didn't realize there was spiritual practice for me, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up, like, even though obviously it was directly tied to the church, but uh, as an adult, like I, I, I let that go Mm -hmm. or I didn't give the time and and intentional care into it. And so I allowed that to reintroduce uh, a a big, you know, portion of my life and um, still, you know, navigating the space and reinventing the way that I um, amplify the art that I believe in. um, And knowing that I can redefine the role that I play in supporting artists that I care about and the art that I care about um, in a manner that's healthier and aligns more with, um, you know, how I want to structure my day, my life.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. What I do want to get more into the cohort and I'm glad that you did bring up that um, phrase pivots in your career, sustain your wellness, because I love that phrase. But before we move forward for anyone that's listening, who is in that midst of pivoting or has found themselves either forcibly having to let something go, a big part of their their identity, which I wanna be careful with the words because it's not their identity, it's just what they believe is their identity. But what gave you your sense of peace in really letting that go and not putting yourself down for, you know, whatever reason, whether it's like I put in so much hard work and other people were involved in this and building this up and now I'm letting this go, like what, what were the things that gave you the sense of peace of this is what you need to do, this is right for you, this is an important decision that is worth making, whether it look, it'll it make everything look different. What was that self-validation and piece for you?
1: That's a good question. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of different factors when it, when it came to contributing to that piece. Um, first, I think really being able to tap into what my life purpose is, you know, and, and knowing that you know, we have to be in a constant state of like growth and evolving in order to reach like that, really like that highest purpose, like level in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, it was um, finally creating and releasing something, you know. Um, when I first came to the to the conclusion that, you know, this manager chapter had to close, I had at first created a a timeline, you know, in, in how I was going to transition out of it and, you know, the pieces that I wanted to put into place in order to support that transition, et cetera. But, you know, that timeline got thrown out the window unexpectedly, uh, not to my plan, but I just had to accept it. And um, again, like it was a learn, like a learn lesson of, you know, I can't clutch on tightly to like what I think is, is going to be it. And sometimes it just has to be you know, dragged out of my hands, and that's exactly what, what needed to happen, because yeah. that was divine timing, um, where that chapter closed in October, and it really, when I had anticipated closing it in, like, February or March, you know, on yeah. uh, me just trying to do my due diligence, and um, yeah, that, that suddenly came to a halt in October, and that opened up the space for me to be able to create and, you know, thankfully, I had, you know, an amazing accountability partner within the cohort um, at USC. And uh, she really encouraged me to implement, like, studio days um, into my weekly schedule. And um, that then sparked the idea to do this live session for, for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to create, you know, just to express with no expectations whatsoever. And I gave myself the dead- the deadline of my 27th birthday, which all happened to land on Thanksgiving last year and and so yeah when I was able to create the concept for that and bring in all my loved ones to bring that to life and releasing that um and all the affirmation that came from that um it that was really the the biggest sense of peace I feel like um having folks that I really admire or have admired and and looked up to in different spaces of art um I think it was like the first and foremost. It was like this moment where America Ferrera posted the the live session, and that was like I just threw my laptop. I cried. <laughs> I like my my parents were like, "What happened?" I'm just like America Ferrera posted this on her, on her story. And they're like, oh. and my mom knew like what that meant to me because you know she took me to watch like. Sisterhood of the traveling pants and like theaters and stuff, you know. My dad was so confused, but he's like, oh. um, and I remember being on and it was like it was like waves of that, you know, where I had to, I was mad overwhelmed in the beginning of like feeling that outpour of love and support for my community. And that gave me so much peace. Uh-huh. Um, as as much as it gave me anxiety. Because <laughs> I was like, what do I do with all of this? Um But it was this moment where I was on on FaceTime with one of my best friends and um, in the midst of that FaceTime call, um, Jesse Reyes had commented on the post and that's when I really just like started just like losing it where I'm like, I look up to Jesse so damn much as an artist and, you know, her being able to be authentically herself and not give a fuck like that is so Mm -hmm. tight to me and to have that kind of affirmation on the art that I just put out into the world with no expectations Mm -hmm. that gave me a different sense of peace um of just knowing that like i'm gonna be okay you know that like i i was so afraid of of being authentically myself like all of myself um because you know you worry about what people are gonna think like you already have like visualize the sea of bullies that are waiting to like say something or whatever a lot of teenage work right that, that needs yeah. to be done in that process <laughs> um but that was like all the sense of peace that I needed where I was like, okay, I got validation from two of my Queens. I'm good, I don't, I don't I'm good. I don't need, um, this is all the peace I need. And so, um, you know, I'm a words of affirmation girly and that God just provided. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Especially when it comes at a time where you're being very vulnerable, it's like very, it is very validating that you are moving in the right direction for sure. And (laughs) you doing the things that you mentioned doing and the processes that were involved make the one of the first things that comes to mind for me is like you are balancing your throat chakra.
1: Yes, I did a lot of of like throat chakra, like sound healing um, in the last year. I, you know, I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to correspondence, um, because I get really overwhelmed from, you know, the the emails never end, the messages never end, the texts never end, etc. And, you know, whenever I was feeling in that really, like, overwhelmed space, or even when I still do so, like, I'll just throw on, like, you know, like, throat chakra sound healing, and it really... I feel like it empowered me in a different way. Or when I did that reset program, that was like a big thing that we worked on that, you know, she isn't just a breathwork coach, but she's an intuitive guide. And, and she saw uh, a lot of, of, of that, you know, being constricted and, um, you know, pair that, that throat chakra healing with like inner child work. Mm-hmm. It's on. <laughs> yeah. It's on. It just unlocked, um, it unlocked a whole new, a whole level, a whole layer of me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I started away for a long time.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting to know parts of yourself for the first time?
1: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think you know when you're a teenager and you're expressing, um, there we have so much, so many insecurities uh, wh- when we're in that that age group, and like, so I just mm-hmm. think that, like. Doris 10 years ago when you know I felt I felt fearless but also you know had bullies and um, it was a really wild contrast where you know I I did all the musicals and the choir performances and the speeches and all those things like I used my my throat chakra a lot as a teenager um, somewhere in the process of you know bullies or like college and like industry shit like it really stifled my throat um and so i'm learning this new confident doris you know and this new doris that allows herself to step into her power and be unapologetic Mm -hmm. about it you know because i know i'm just being authentically myself and there's nothing there's nothing fake fake or phony about it like this is just who i am this is who i was designed to be Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've ever allowed myself to really fully like be be that you know that that's the new side of me or like new parts of me that i um you know that 17 year old doris would have been very proud of you know and so now you know 10 years later being able to step into that um i've never seen that that side of me before you know like it feels like all of a sudden i think it, it makes sense now where i think just as of late um this vortex has opened up in um in the sense of like I feel like people can um, can see that confidence and, and react to it in a different way that like those are new sides of me that I've never really like allowed myself to like even notice, you know, when mm-hmm. when when somebody's gaze is there in not just a romantic way, but like in a just like a like a yeah like a spiritual connection where it's like you get it, you know? And so yeah, uh, yeah those spiritual sides of me are you know things that i've never really fully given power i guess to really lead with like my third eye and be like oh i know what's up you know i already know what's up and (laughs) so um like really allowing the intuitive side of me to to flourish because i stifle that for Mm -hmm. a long time where i know i have the power to see a vision and and bring it to life you know or have a dream and manifest it and Mm -hmm. um and yeah, in this process, those are the new sides of me that I've really, uh, I guess, that I've always, I guess, just been there, but I'm yeah. never really allowed to fully develop.
0: Yeah, I relate to a lot of that so much. And I am genuinely curious how many people also relate to this, like on so many levels, whether it's like the pivot or the need to self-validate and self-soothe or the inner child work or the this like newfound sense of self and like like tapping into spirituality tapping into your intuition like i feel personally like last year i really really like i i've always had a strong intuition but i never at least i don't feel like i ever really tapped into it and held space for it in a way that is the most powerful it can be and, like, the brightest light it can be. So I really relate to that.
1: I feel it. We're aligned, friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: this fellowship, I want to talk more about it because I feel like it's really – brought you a lot of joy and it's really changed your life. So can you share a little bit about what this experience is and what it's been teaching you?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I'm so grateful for, for that, for this experience. It really has changed my life where the way, even the way that it came into my life, it was last, it was November of 2019. They spoke um, at professor, this professor Josh Kuhn's class class um, at USC. And I had, you know, was asking about post-grad stuff. I'd been curious. And so he had, you know, brought up this fellowship um, as a possible opportunity. And that he felt like I would be a good fit within the cohort. And so basically, you know, this is in partnership with the Annenberg, you know, the College of Annenberg, which is College of Communications there. And so it's with their Annenberg Innovation Lab. And so this is barely the third year of this fellowship, it's quite new. They're really, um, you know, figuring it out as it goes along, and so it's done a lot of healing for like my academia wounds, like oh. a lot of school wounds that I've been just so nourished in yeah. this when you know like I was a kid that I was the student that prioritized their extracurriculars uh-huh. <laughs> and um would always you know I knew I was a bright student and like my my teachers and professors were all always quite forgiving because they knew my potential and that they knew that like I would always I would always participate in the class and engage in the discussion and, and being able to to do that in that way but it, in this fellowship it's um You know, there's not the pressure of tests and deadlines. I mean, there are certain deadlines, of course, like just stay on track with your fellows. But um, basically, um, the Civic Media Fellowship is a cohort of 16 folks across the country Mm -hmm. um, that all are at the intersect of media and social impact. So, you know, different forms of art, entertainment, et cetera, but all with the lens of community organizing and and engaging, um, you know, some level of, of change, you know, that can be implemented through, you know, the work that we do and and leveraging the spaces that we're in, in order to, yeah, create and implement change and and being intentional with that. And so um, this fellowship is basically a meeting of the minds and and all of us getting to know each other and the work that we do. And, um, you know, some, you know, we've taken days where we really do a deep dive um, into certain projects or the work that we do or history, et cetera, or certain folks leading, workshops or having a speaker series where we get to hear from different activists artists etc um, you know the self-care session was led by you know Dr. Alyssa Richardson which is um, she's incredible <laughs> she's incredible and so that has been healing for a lot of us um, in the group too and so you know, this is a, a one-year program or two-year program, technically, so I'm a, I'm a fellow right now. Next year, I'll be a senior fellow, and I'll still be able to access certain parts of the fellowship and being able to tap into um, certain resources from USC, and so I'm able to audit classes from the university, um, their library, subscription services, etc., and um, it just we did a, a meeting with the, the senior fellows and in, in the beginning of the program. And I'll never forget. Um, one of the fellows just said like, yo, if you can like clear off your plate and just like, you know, sit on your savings or, you know, utilize the, the stipend that, you know, that is given by USC, which is a whole nother thing that like I wanted to go to USC for my undergrad. That was one of my options. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was my options and my high school guidance counselor, um, Pretty much told me not to apply to any of my private university like um, goals, right? And so I only applied to public universities for my undergrad. And I mean, granted, like up with these advisor stories. (laughs) I was, you know, it was just a white lady doing white lady things. You know, it was just (laughs) like they need to have. I I am calling for good guidance counselors for high schools in the hood. Mm -hmm. Like, not let these kids play small. Like, they just wanted to play small and just be like, all right, cool, you're gonna go to a public university. And like, granted, I'm so grateful for my experience at Cal State Fullerton. Um, Had I not gone to a public university, I wouldn't have been able to save the money that I did. Um, I wouldn't have been able to be away from home away from home but close enough to home um, not too deep in LA because I couldn't afford that it allowed me to be a student and help support my family um, it, it just you know everything happens in the timing that it's supposed to right For sure. where be I had my season there, but I really wanted to do my undergrad at USC. But who knows how much debt I would have been in yeah. <laughs> if, if I went to USC for my undergrad. And and so thankfully now I'm in a space where um, the stipend from USC really allows me to, you know, have some sense of stability. in in this pandemic, in this panaderia, in this, <laughs> in this like, yo, like this, it, You know, that was a sense of stability that, like, I really, I really needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm able to be, you know, supported financially to, like, learn from brilliant people across this country that have dedicated their lives to, you know, very similar things that I've dedicated my life to where, you know, I've never been in a space where it's like literally all of us have had the same light bulb turned on where it's like, wait, what? We can, like, utilize art and leverage it for change like all of us are just on the same page of that and it feels so good and that electric energy really allowed me to think beyond the realm of my possibility of my reality um at that moment and when we did that senior fellow meeting uh, one of the senior fellows had mentioned like yeah you know if you can just you know, clear off your plate, um, you know, just focus on the fellowship and the other things that, you know, do allow you to, you know, survive, you know, you have to do what you have to do. But what she said, changed me from that moment on when she said, give your brain space to expand. I know. And then this other amazing woman, Susu, followed up on saying that urgency limits the imagination. And I was just like, wow, because mm-hmm. I, first of all, was not giving myself space for anything because I was I was in this state of mind where I had to spread myself thin to like say yes to everything and do everything and all of that for mm-hmm. such a long time Like even when I was a student until like in my career. Um, and second of all, like I was always moving in a state of urgency. Yeah. And so I wasn't allowing myself to flourish in my imagination or giving my brain the time and space to expand in the way that it needed to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've never read this many books, (laughs) like in one season of my life before, other than from when I was like in elementary school and I was like always the new girl and I was moved around so much. So my books were my friends and I was like reading left and right. Like I haven't been in this kind of space since that. So like even that serving my inner child, et cetera, like, it's been so beautiful. And so we have access to this amazing faculty, um, to guide us through this process. A lot of us doing pivots, a lot of us taking a break from, you know, the work that we've done for the past few years. So a lot of us are in those similar spaces and feeding off of each other for that too. Um, so yeah, I mean, and like, it's just great to feel like you have, like a, a new community of support yeah. that is there to literally just like we're just there to support each other and we were meant to meet each other like like this in yeah. the midst of, of this kind of year
0: yeah how many how many of there
1: are you we 16 16. Yeah, so so there's in, yeah maryland chicago new york um There's an amazing uh, woman who's been traveling the country right now, like staying from like state to state Um, in her time too. um, You know, obviously a community here in LA as well too, but Mm -hmm. it's been really beautiful. Yeah. So they're geniuses and it's just really great to be in that kind of company. Yeah. That sounds
0: really refreshing.
1: (laughs) It, it, that it literally felt like a tall glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I just feel very hydrated and like, mm. like, like satisfecha, you know, like I just feel like, like good. Like it's always whenever I um, wrap up my meetings with them every Tuesday, Thursday, I always like try to like go outside and take a walk and really absorb like everything that I had just learned in those 90 minutes with them. Mm -hmm. yeah it's been the most beautiful education experience of my life thus far for sure
0: yeah that sounds beautiful and it really it really impacts your life when you are surrounded by people that are on your frequency in the sense of especially as an artist or a creator when people are like visionaries like you it's it's really healing to be around and especially right now i'm really glad that that this experience aligned with you in this moment it does seem like divine alignment for sure
1: yeah god had it for me like it was already set aside it was created and meant to be in this path like that has truly felt like divine timing if anything you Mm -hmm. know
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: opportunity because it's just when I was speaking with mentors about going into this program and how I was going to balance my work with it um one of them had mentioned that you know academia is a place that you can always go back to and it can serve as a springboard in whatever direction that you want to go in like academia will always be there if that's something that you want to tap into Mm -hmm. so definitely recommend to anybody who's You know, this is if you're looking for your sign to get back into school, this is your sign. (laughs) Sign I'm not going to lie.
0: I I'm not going to lie. I was inspired when you first told me about it. I was like, man, because there was a time where I was looking into some kind of like program or writer's program or something that was back in academia but like a different experience for graduates and I got inspired to like look into it and start searching (laughs) again of like what the possibilities are what the opportunities are because I truly feel like there's so much out there that is
1: there that we're not aware of and oh no there is like it, it wasn't until i dove into this fellowship that i realized how many grants are out there how many fellowships are out there how many residencies are out there like the resources are there to help create this you know like within the fellowship alone there's a group of first-time authors, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now we're able to have our own, like, group within the cohort as, as a writing collective with senior fellows as well um, to just, you know, be able to meet and to be able to be led by an amazing um, woman by the name of Megan, who is, like, a personal memoir and essay professor. And she's wow. within our cohort, you know, and she shared, she's shared of herself to help lead us into a space to allow us to flourish in our writing. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: that alone, like it just really, it goes to show like these, these opportunities exist. Like if you told me 10 years ago that I would be paid to go to USC and learn in this way, without having to turn in essays and take tests, I'd be like, what? Like that isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't exist. You're tripping. What? And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my God. Like there's a plethora of these kinds of experiences. There's fellowships from like you could think of like the like insert your dream school and then and then fellowship after and Google it. And there probably is an opportunity there, you know? Yeah. Like and and people would be surprised. Um, you know. As to, like, you know, that you are worthy <laughs> to right. be in these kinds of spaces and um, that, like, the universities, like, these institutions need people like us, you know, with yeah. our kinds of life experience and, and cultural backgrounds and expertises, et cetera. Like, they, on the graduate level, they need us at this point. And so, yeah. Um, you know, like if you're an undergrad and you're listening to this, like there is another side to yeah. like finals week and cramming and and things like that. Like there 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 can be a beautiful relationship with academia. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what is the intention of your fellowship? Like what is their like on their side, what is their intention?
1: So, I mean, a, a lot, it's pretty open-ended, you know, for, for a lot of us. And, you know, whether we go with specific intentions with what we want to create within the fellowship or collaborate with other fellows and and, and make something happen there. Um, a lot of people are just taking a break where uh, if, you know, they've been in certain positions for, like, years that they just need to take a step back from and and do that. And so um, with with me, I think, like, through the fellowship, I've been able to learn like what I wanted to do because, you know, going into the fellowship, I was like, yeah, I can balance management and do the fellowship and and do more work that I want to do in the social impact space. But I really that was the biggest deciding factor for me where I was like, I want to do way more work in the social impact space, something it needs to give where management just takes so much of my my time, my, my brain space, my heart space, um, that, I, you know, something they needs to give in order for me to, to give more of myself in these other areas. Yeah. And so through the fellowship, that's a lot of people just use it to pivot. Um, and in the FAQ of the fellowship, it's like, for those who have hit a proverbial wall and I'm like, it me, like, I'm like here with my proverbial wall. <laughs> like, <help. laughs> and so through the fellowship, I've learned that, you know, I, I obviously, I still want to create. Um, more concerts or you know now in this space virtual concerts um but find ways to be as intentional uh, and even more so intentional with that kind of work since I have more time um and um, I'm there to write a book y'all I haven't said that out loud in a public (laughs) thing but I'm writing a book let's go (laughs) yes
0: Yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> i'm excited we need that doris munoz book Thank you. <laughs> written, written by doris munoz
1: wow y'all oof oof yes yeah, speaking to existence girl it's happening i mean focusing a lot of my year this year on that and um making the space for it and having the tools to to make that happen yeah uh, but, yeah, the book is, like, a big priority for me, um, for other folks. It's, like, creating, you know, fashion line or new virtual mm. experiences, new art, et cetera. Um, yeah, hand in hand with the book, creating art again. Yeah. You know, inspired by the other artists within the cohort. Um, one One woman went from like you know running like nonprofit like organizing for like 13 years and now it's like quilt making. Like how incredible is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like a whole lot of hard work. So after that like seeing that I was like all right Doris like okay, you're about to create, you're about to create art again. Let's go. And so um in tandem with the book, it's allowed me space to write music again and tap mm-hmm. into that side of my soul again. So um, yeah, that's happening this that's year. That's
0: so beautiful. Honestly, reinventing yourself is really, really beautiful at like, no matter what age you're in, what stage you're in, what season of life, where you are, how you are, like unintentional, reinvention of self is really beautiful. And I don't understand where we um, instilled this sense of guilt or shame or fear from expanding and growing and becoming new versions of ourselves that not only
1: benefit us, but benefit others too. Yep, you can say that again, girl. I mean it's I'm barely starting to feel like the phoenix that's rising from the ashes. For a long time I experienced that death hard and I was laying in those ashes for a long time and it isn't until just recently, I think from like my birthday on, which is so symbolic, like mm-hmm. um that I really feel like that Phoenix now and, and enjoying the process of reinvention where before, like I was definitely feeding into that mindset of it being really scary. You know, I think that comes from not, yes, internal stuff, but more for, more so for me, if anyone can relate to that, where just the expectations of others that have been thrust on you, you know, what will people think, um, the people that rely on you, et cetera, like, are you gonna let them down? Like all, all those kinds of, um, just unfair expectations that, you know, we are human beings and, you know, our relationship to self is the most important thing that we have. And if, you know, we don't make decisions for ourselves, then then what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: What for anyone listening right now, who is in that possibly dark space, like what, what would you tell them, kind of being on the other side?
1: Um, you know, I think it's really important to honor your first love. You know, honor the passions that have been put in your heart from a very young age. like re- remember those 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 childhood things, so it's very telling of what you're supposed to do as an adult. And you know, we're, I think a lot of us are conditioned to especially like you're a kid of an immigrant too, like um, where you're not allowed to pursue your passions, you know? And I had like friends from high school that were like forced to go to certain schools and major in certain things that were like totally opposing from what their true natural gift and, and talents were in. And now they're very, they're, they're barely revisiting it and they're feeling like they lost like 10 years and stuff. And it's like, it's never too late to reinvent. It's never too late to you know, hop in a different course of your journey. Like no path is linear, mm. so if you're in that dark space, like just remember what you know, what you're passionate about, what what brings you joy. Um, and seek that and practice that you know do i'm a I'm, an, I'm a very obsessive person so if i'm into something i do all the research i i, <laughs> I fall into the rabbit hole uh, of these things i watch all the videos i read all the articles yeah. and so that brings me joy in knowing the ins and outs of of what i'm interested in and so um it also just arms you with um the knowledge to figure out, you know, what your next steps are, how to pursue it, et cetera. I think, you know, we're very great. We're very um, lucky to be in this era this era of the internet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. everything is at our fingertips at this point. So, um, but if you really do need to implement like tools of self-care, like, you know, if you're not a meditator, you know, look into the call map and, or look into, like, Deepak Chopra, like, meditations, like, find that light within and really connect with your inner voice, um, move your body. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's really a lot of inspiration that I get when I just get out of my house and I go on a walk um, and, and just keep it going, connect with nature. Um, there, and it takes time to be patient with yourself, yes. you know, this isn't an overnight process, and I'm a I am learning to be a patient person because I can be quite an impatient um individual, but throughout this process is what was the telling factor of like, okay, now that I'm on the other side of like months of pain um well yeah, what would I tell you know that Doris that was in that dark spot, you know that like it's gonna take time <laughs> yeah. so so just you know be give yourself grace, uh be patient um in this process and actually learn to love this process, Mm -hmm. you know, like it isn't just about like where you're going to get and you're like focusing so much on like getting on the other side of it. Like that journey of like reinvention of like uh, redefining, like evolving, growing, like really that, that transformation process. Like I wish I I think I was more aware of like, oh my God, I'm transforming, this is really painful, but like I'm transforming, you know? Um, And being more excited about that. Um, But now that I'm I'm here in this space, I'm like, okay, bet. Like I was really put through the fire, but you know, that pressure needed to happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, thank you for that. I have two last questions to bring this beautiful conversation um full circle. My first question is, you know, you have shared a lot of what this newfound sense of self that really has always been you, but it's just a more healed, more aware, more tapped in, more, you know. Uh, Doris, what are you calling in now? What are you What is this new season looking like? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you being? And following up on that, what from your quote unquote past life are you bringing into this new journey from being a manager, from, you know, touring and whatever it is that you're letting go? Like, what are you bringing with you from that?
1: wow i love those questions so what i'm calling in uh, for this new chapter are systems and structures that support this this chapter um that will allow me to operate in uh, not only effectively but but healthfully i am calling in um success in, in this new venture. Um, I'm about to tap into a big dream Doris right here where, um, yeah, there's I like, I can't, I technically can't speak about it yet because it isn't officially official, but um, I'm gonna call that in that it, it is gonna be officially official soon and the deal will be done soon and and the offer will be in the favor that it needs to be in to, to continue this journey, um, but it's gonna be big and it's gonna be <laughs> good and it's uh, beyond my wildest dreams, where it's everything that needed to happen um, mm-hmm. to come into this. So I'm really excited to share with you that's gonna happen. Um, but what else am I calling in? I am calling in an abundance of joy, um, in in this in this new journey. I'm calling in uh, continued abundance and love in all in all shapes and forms. Um, I am calling in reconciliation and and healing, um, friendships and 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 past you know, relationships in all shapes and forms as well, too. Um, it's time for all of us to come to peace with with any, you know, human beings that have been a part of our life. Um, and what I am bringing with me um, from my past into this new journey is all the wealth of knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, of how to get behind art that I believe in. It's it's intrinsically tied into what this new chapter is going to look like, which is, you know, as we speak right now, this is a beautiful way to wrap a week where, um, I'll share this, where, you know, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. PSD was when the new moon in Capricorn happened, right? Mm
0: -hmm. That
1: morning, um, I had an amazing catch up slash meeting Um, that opened up an opportunity for for a really amazing uh, venture in one part of music, um, of ownership and and, in helping to create art. in a different way. Mm -hmm. And Wednesday morning, the morning after the new moon happened, I had another meeting with um, another opportunity and a venture of helping launch music in a way that I've always dreamt of, which would have ownership as well. And it's um, I am calling in. Everything I learned as a manager, as a tour manager, as a day to day, as an assistant, as an intern, et cetera, in that space where I was able to wear so many hats um, that would allow me to help continue amplifying the art that I believe in and uh, for the artists that really deserve um, you know their art to be amplified and so i ah, and i'm I'm calling in, you know, I talked about this earlier too. I'm gonna bring in that. Um, you know that feeling that you felt when you're green as hell? <laughs> and, and you're just so excited to like be in the room and do the most simple things and how just like the interactions that we just like after years in this industry like took for granted. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that green feeling again. Yeah. Um, where I know this new venture, I don't know absolutely all the ins and outs of it, um, but I worked closely enough to it that I know that I I think that I will excel, um, in that space, but I am very excited to feel green again. Uh, and that's something that I've never felt before. So I'm gonna take that green energy with me and, um, and, and step into my power about that because that used to be a huge insecurity where, um, I remember one time when i was a tour manager um, and you know i, I heard someone say some things behind my back and they're just like oh it's just cuz she's green and and it's like you know what i'm a i'm gonna <laughs> reclaim that i'm gonna use that as a power tool in this case yes. where when i was green i went full force i went i went full heart uh, i went all in and i i am to take that energy again and and go all in and make some some wild manifestations happen because you know when I first started Mija I used 12 out of the 22 22 dollars in my bank account at that time
0: mm-hmm.
1: to buy the domain name um just because I knew I needed to like have an email. I was like, I'm oh, like, oh, I need a, I can't work out of a Gmail anymore. Like, i legit, you know, and, and I just went in, you know, without mm-hmm. having those systems and structures or full experience that I do now and look at everything that was, you know, able to be created from, from that seed that was planted, you know, that was very the definition of, like, faith of a mustard seed that just, like, expanded into this, that moved mountains, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I'm calling in, I'm bringing that in with me in this new chapter, knowing that, like, if I if I was able to move mountains the way that I did four years ago at this time when I was just an intern. I mean, when I, not even an intern. I was four years at this time. Five years ago at this time, I was an intern, which is cr- crazy to me. Five years ago at this time, I was an intern at Columbia. still in college. Four years ago at this time, I found myself unemployed after my first gig and I was temping and freelancing and just figuring it out. Um I was unemployed as hell and if I was able to move mountains based off of that energy uh, alone that I need to bring that in with me in this new chapter that shoot if I was able to move mountains then I'ma move, well, I'm gonna move I'm about to move mountain ranges Oceans
0: <laughs> and mountains and forests sea exactly
1: <laughs> all of it that's what I'm bringing into into this new one so Wow, I needed that. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. That's so
0: so beautiful. I, I feel like everything that you just shared is a portrayal, a depiction, an example of, you know, when you go through beginnings and endings and beginnings again and endings again, and you look back and you're in this space of like, wow, Look at everything I learned. Wow. Like I overcame this, like I went through that. I did all of this with with only this. It's like you have this newfound appreciation for beginnings and this newfound confidence too. So I want everyone listening or watching to know that that is possible for you and that these endings like lead to beautiful beginnings and everything really is in divine timing and you si see you know like if you just
1: yes 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 yes, yes. <laughs> si sigues, de like if you're in that moment if you're in that middle ground there is another side to it just trust it mm-hmm. <laughs> just trust it um, hindsight is twenty twenty, obviously, but man, it feels, it just, it just, it's going to feel right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Doris. This conversation was really beautiful, and I'm really excited for people to hear it and tap in and feel inspired and I really appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty and your story. And again, I'm really excited to see everything that you continue to put out in the world.
1: Thank you so much for holding this kind of space, creating this kind of space for others to tap into and to share. So you're a little earth angel. So let's all thank (laughs) Joflin today.